Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome back, archivists. Welcome back. To another episode, another week. How are you? Oh, thanks. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> so nice of you to ask. Oh, Seems goodness. I'm the only one that ever participates in the intro and saying hello to everyone. Well, it's just funny. Everybody knows by now that you've been over for a couple of days. Yeah, but like, not a lot. <laughs> I know. You act like I'm here all the time. We just literally spent half the day together, and now we're like, how are you doing for our audience? How are you doing? I was asleep for <laughs> most of it, though. <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch. All right. Anyway, so today we are talking about, yeah, this is another genetic genealogy case that we are talking about, uh, and we are in Gresham, Oregon today, mm-hmm. 1980. So Barbara May Tucker was a sophomore at Mount Hood Community College in 1980 when our story is taking place. Her plan was to get a business degree. Like I mentioned, uh, the story is taking place in Gresham, Oregon. So the college, Mount Hood College, Community College is in Gresham, Oregon. She was the youngest of seven siblings to Albert and Louise Tucker, often referred to as the baby of the family, uh, even though she was five foot eleven. So she played basketball at Cleveland High School, as well as being pretty involved with DECA, which I don't know if you remember, but I was actually in DECA also. Yeah, what was that again? So it is Distributive Education Clubs of America, which Ah, is a club or class um, that just prepares students for like business careers. Oh, that's right. It, It teaches you for business specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In 2003, in a 2003 article, her loved ones would go on to describe her as a free spirit, strong-willed, spiritual but not religious, very hardworking, and very dedicated. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also just had a little bit of fun facts about the college that she went to. It was established in 1966, uh, and as of 2017, had about 33,000 students enrolled. Another thing I read said that they enroll about 30,000 students a year. Okay. Now the campus is 212 acres big, mm-hmm. wide. That's how big That's the, the campus pretty is. Pretty big, yeah. Good size. So January 15th, 1980, Barbara is 19 years old. Earlier in that day, she had told her mom that she was planning to go over to a friend's apartment and have ice cream if her night class got out early. Now, she walked to her community college for her classes every day. That's how she got to her classes. So this is what she's doing that night. She is going to walk to her classes and then... Uh, go to her friend's house if classes get out early enough, right? Walk from home? Yes. Okay. To right. her community college. Now, this is where <laughs> the story gets a little crazy and infuriating. This It made me crazy. Mm-hmm. So we have actual witnesses, a lot of witnesses, that saw her that night. They saw her escaping a wooded area, running into the middle of the road, frantically, desperately waving to get someone's attention. I there were people that said they actually swerved around her to avoid her. 
Um, and they reported saying that her face looked dirty and like it was bleeding. I mean, a couple cars even said that they almost hit her because they were swerving. I mean, did these her. cars go call the police and just didn't want to pick her up? Or did they wait till later when they found out something happened? They waited till later. <laughs> and that's when they came forward with their. Can you imagine the cop? So wait, let me get this straight. Yeah. You said she was screaming frantically and it looked like her face was blooded up. And you chose to drive by and not call the police? Yep. A lot of, there's quite a few witnesses. That kind of stuff would aggravate me. Yeah, so no one pulled over to stop. More witnesses will go on to say that they saw a man coming out of the trees or the wooded area and pull Barbara back into where he had just come from. I, I don't, yeah. I'm pretty sure 911 was around then. I don't, I don't understand. 1980, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, I saw a couple, a couple people say that they thought it was like a prank. Mm, okay. But it sounds like there was more than a couple witnesses, so I, I can't imagine all of them. Well, I, I guess in hindsight we do this, right? We don't know what you know. Yeah. The, you see the weirdest crap when you're out driving around too, you know, and you just, I guess you process it differently. And they thought they saw some two people goofing off. I'm always tempted to call when I see mm-hmm. a shoe on the side of the road. So <laughs> I would have, <laughs> I think I'm a little hyper mm-hmm. like aware. So I probably mm-hmm. would have, but yeah, that, that when I was reading that, it, that was like, wow, everyone was just trying to avoid her mm-hmm. and they, they see her get pulled back into the woods. The next morning, another student from her college found Bar- Barbara's body in the bushes in that area. She was walking by the student. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bummer. She had been beaten to death and sexually assaulted. Her mom reportedly told the Outlook, which is a news source that I found in this. I mm-hmm. think it's a Oregon one. A year after her death, she said, "It's unreal that people care so little about another human being." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, so our sad. system is designed to allow you to walk right by someone. You can't. You can. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like I guess you, you can can't walk by someone in need on the on the road, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, you can't put that on, you know, you never know what the situation, you can't expect right. every day people to just spring into action, but it is sad that mm, it... It is, yeah. That I mean, like, they literally saw a man come out of the woods and drag her back in. Yeah. So. All right, so what was the, the scene like? What did they have for evidence? So I don't have anything as far as the crime scene other than that there was DNA left because this person was arrested on the 8th, so... The trial hasn't happened yet, so they're late. The what? This month, June. Sorry, June. Oh, so we're June gonna 8th. okay. So we're gonna get to that then. Yes. We're gonna talk about that because if she was fighting, there's probably DNA. There's probably under her fingernails, things like that. We have DNA is yeah. all that I know. But okay. If yeah, if she was the by the way, like they were describing her, it sounds like she was fighting and running. So mm-hmm. I imagine that there was her, DNA were her clothes somewhere. on off, probably off. Did they talk about all that? They were able to determine that she had been sexually assaulted, so okay. I'm not sure. And, you know, I've talked about this before. The, these crimes in these wooded areas, it's always difficult. Did the crime happen here? If so, what's evidence? Yeah. What's not evidence? That kind of thing. It's always Especially with her for, running into the yeah. road and then being pulled back. Yeah. So, like, always. Well, where did they run from? It's not likely that criminals on scene had that information just yet. Yeah. So, yeah. right. Yeah, how long do you think it probably took for them? They put that information out into the public and uh, then people two, came yeah. forward. So this at, case is at obviously... At least a day. Yeah. But, okay. So this case is obviously going to go cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we're <laughs> talking about genetic genealogy yeah. here. 
So in 2015, Detective Aaron Turnage takes over along with criminalist Deanna Grossi. They reach out to Parabon Nanolabs with the physical evidence that they do have. Now, as a reminder for any new listeners... Genetic genealogy is the combination of genetic analysis with traditional historical and genealogical research to study family history. For forensic investigations, it can be used to identify remains by tying the DNA to a family with a missing person or to point to the likely identity of a perpetrator. And this definition I pulled ex- directly from the Parabon Nanolabs yeah. website. And so, okay, so this is, so 35 years goes by. Yep. Okay. What, what was the name of the, the criminalist again? Deanna Grossi. What exactly? What, what, what criminalist is kind of like a broad, vague. Like, what is that? No, exactly? that's the that's the CSI, right? That, that's, oh, okay. That's the CSI. That's that's. I mean, they're they're trained law enforcement, have guns and badges, that kind of thing. But they're the CSI. They're the one that you see the the TV shows were made at. Oh, uh, okay. You know, um, Paul Holes, who wrote wrote that book. You know, he found that he solved the Golden State Killer. He was a criminalist. Right. Cool. So that definition came exactly from Parabon uh, Nanolabs website, which is a, they're based in Quantico up here in Virginia, which is pretty cool. What is? Parabon Nanolabs. I didn't know that. They're in, what do you mean in, in Quantico? Like on the base? Uh, I don't know if it's on the base, but when I went to their website, hold on. Because we've talked about them before. They're in Virginia. Oh, Reston. I'm sorry. Yeah. The first thing I read I was Quantico, but That's, this, Quantico's the this FBI, says Reston. FBI lab. That's, oh, they were that, probably working with yeah, the FBI yeah. then. The Quantico's FBI lab. That's what I thought. Um, they're they're in Reston, but, right down the street. Oh, from here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. All right, so they, th- these criminalists, they say, "Hey, we got DNA. Let's let's um." And this is what, uh, and this is in. This is 2015 when they reach oh, out so to Parabon Nanolabs. Yeah, so we're not quite yet to the Golden State Killer, which which opened the door for genetic genealogy. Yeah. So okay, so they go to the the lab, and what what do they do? What happens? So I was I wasn't done with the Parabon Nanolabs oh, thing. Sorry, <laughs> I was just I was reminding everyone what genetic genealogy uh, is. Okay, because we I, did a couple cases. Yeah, though. and we haven't talked about Parabon Nanolabs in a while, so I was also okay, sorry going to say uh, as a reminder they also do DNA 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 phenotyping, which predicts the physical appearance, the physical appearance, yeah, and ancestry of an unknown person, so like a composite sketch. Yeah, yeah, we've done a case on that, as well as something called kinship inference, which determines kinship between DNA samples out to six degrees of relatedness. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw that the first time we looked at their website. Well, isn't so. that the genealogy, essentially? The- uh, that one's more broad. I don't think you need, like, that one sounds like it's more broad, whereas the genetic genealogy uh, brings it down to uh, the father or brother. Uh, okay, that's right. Whereas yeah, yeah. this is out to six degrees of C- relatedness. Cousins and things like yeah. that. Yeah, but I think that's, in, okay, all right. So I th- that's, like, one of the yep. harder ones to do. Okay. Yeah. I think that's or it probably like takes longer tracking it back. Yeah, if you're just trying to find like your family, mm-hmm. like that's not something I don't think that law enforcement would use, maybe okay. necessarily. But that was just a little reminder of what Parabon Nanolabs are. So we're gonna. This is they start the process in 2015 mm-hmm. of reaching out to the lab, and in, around last year is when the DNA comes back. Geez, I don't know why I couldn't. Last think of year that. was it last year that it. Takes about a, a long time to. It was last year, sometime, yeah. Six years go by before. I guess it didn't say exactly, but okay, that's when. I mean, he was arrested this year, so okay. So the the stuff comes. All right. So what happens? 
Robert Plimpton is the name that comes up. As what? Uh, who the, who is that profile? But oh. to matches the DNA, yeah, that is left at the crime scene with okay. Barbara. So he is who. They through, through genealogy or yes, okay through the genetic genealogy. Sorry. Um, the way I have my notes is I just jumped right to when he was arrested because we don't have very much information on like how. I know that they got him in a traffic stop and he went without incident and was cooperative, but. Because this is still an open case, I don't really have much else other than when he was Yeah, so arrested. what probably happened is they probably got a profile and then did the genealogy and backtracked it and, and got to him. Yep. Just like we've explained before. But it did take quite a few time, quite yeah, a bit of time. Because this they, was they happening started it in 2015, 15, right. so but they, it didn't come back until so like I'm, last year. I wonder if it stopped and stalled because you remember the, the Golden State Killer made it popular in 2018 so yeah and like with covid and everything happening yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. sure okay all right between all of that it took some time and they they didn't say whether they does this guy have a background criminal background yes so in 1997 he was arrested and accused of attempted sodomy and assault but the charges were ultimately dismissed due to mm-hmm. lack of evidence i wonder if he had something in codis and they just didn't talk about that well, if the charges were dismissed, would they? Would it still be? Yeah. What year was that? Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Okay. That was really the only like um, history that he had, though. Okay. But he did go to the same high school. Uh, so he was. He's fifty-eight years old now. He was living in Troutdale, Oregon. So he was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, second-degree murder, and first-degree uh, rape. He's being held at the Multnomah County Jail. He was 16 years old at the time of the murder, and he attended Reynolds High School at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made a point to mention that they're charging him as an adult. I was like, I mean, I would hope he's 58 years old now, and he's been living his life for the last 30-plus years. So, With, Is that really an option to not charge him as an adult? <laughs> how old is he now? 58 now. He was 16 at the time. Oh, he was 16? Yeah. Okay. Like, is that really an option to not charge him as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at the time? Because at the time of the crime. But they probably weighed all the information and said, well, no, this is, like you said, this he's been an yeah. adult. No, we're going to charge him as an adult. He's a, a family man now, because apparently, if they, father of two. Right, because if they, here's the thing, if they charge him as a 16-year-old, he he may get get off and and yeah and they may they'll seal that record potentially. Oh, I forgot they do that. Yeah, yeah maybe, but what are they going to um, sentence him to? Like juvenile, uh, juvenile penitentiary. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. So they probably talked about all that. I never even hear of like teenagers nowadays getting tri- like for murder getting tried as anything yeah. but an adult. Usually, they yeah. try them as an adult. I feel like that's kind of an adult Use, crime. So that's probably been the precedent, the standard. So that's why they did that. I just thought it was interesting that they felt the need to like say that. Because yeah. I, I didn't think that well, they weren't going to. he committed the crime when he was 16. Yeah. So he's pleading not guilty. Um, on June 9th, he entered a plea of not guilty. He was denied. This is another thing they mentioned that I thought was interesting. He was denied bail on the murder charges, but given a $250,000 bail for the rape charge. So like, is he allowed to bail out if he can post that or no because of the murder charges yeah it doesn't make sense that's weird isn't it yeah <laughs> i have the little i we can link it i have the his like inmate information that says like what the bail is 
And it literally says zero zero for murder and then for the rape, two hundred fifty thousand. And I was like, I don't understand that. <laughs> that makes no sense. But yeah, so he they just got him in a, a routine traffic stop, and he was cooperative. But he's gonna he's he's maintaining his innocence. So this will be one to look out for too. It's interesting that because most of them that we've talked about, they've pretty much confessed or been like, okay, yeah, yeah this I'm, is the first one I think. Yeah, where he's like, no, I'm innocent. I'm pleading not guilty. That's interesting to me how you can hmm. argue. Like the rest of them were like, okay, I've but lived he, a life. he lived in the area. Yeah, he was from a tr- what a Troutdale, Oregon, so not very far away. Okay. But he was, at the time of the murder, he was going to the high school right there in that town. Right, and she was in the, the college. The community college. She was 19, he was 16. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about uh, how tall or big he was, because yeah, now is, I'm interested. Like, Is he big? Yeah. He's a couple. Because she was 5'11", which was, yeah. uh, which was tall for a, a young lady. He's a big dude now. He looks like he's a big dude now, so maybe. Right. But yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Uh, and unfortunately, her parents died uh, prior to this ever coming out. Her father died in 1989. Oh, God, I hate when that happens. And her mother died in 1995. And apparently, her father, Albert, had a hard time even talking about her or her death. Luis, in 1981, said in an interview, he always leaves the room when I talk about her. So freaking sad. How sad is that? Mm-hmm. Now, I did mention that this is still technically an ongoing case. He was just arrested June 8th. So if you do have any additional information that you think could help this case along, uh, you can call Detective Aaron Turnage at 503-618-3136. And I'll put that in the Instagram and Twitter and everything also. So okay. it is still an ongoing investigation, which is why I don't have a whole lot of more information. The part about people, so many witnesses drove me crazy. I had to talk mm-hmm. to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I don't like that. Um but you can't force people. I, I I think most people are good, but they're when you when you're rack and stack when you hear stories like this, they're just people. No, I don't want to be involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, nineteen eighty. Till it's their daughter, right? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I, it's too different. Like when you're a person driving down the street and you see something, it's easy to like not pay attention and not mm-hmm. think about it. But then when it's you, and it's happening to you. To mm-hmm. be like, why would you not have stopped? Why would you not have said something? Yeah. Okay. A cool. Interesting. All righty. Yeah. So thanks for talking to me about this one. I know it wasn't a whole lot of. That no, was a quick one. Yeah. So thank you guys for sticking around for this one. You can follow us on True Crime Archives podcast uh, on Instagram. That's where I'll put all the information from today's episode and any of our other episodes where I put all of the mm-hmm. behind the scenes and any other updates we might have. And this is, like I said, an ongoing, I'm assuming this trial probably isn't going to happen for another like year or two is what it's seeming mm-hmm. is the ongoing, what is the word? Ongoing Theme. Yeah. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. So we'll be keeping you updated there. We're also on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. And then you can also go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you would like. And let us know what you love about listening to our episodes each week. And we will talk to you guys later. Later. Bye. Bye.